What's up, everybody? Welcome to Have to Cast, episode number 80. My name is Josh Tolt, and I'm joined by my good friend, Brett Roberts, as always. And we're here to tell you, folks, Twitch is bad. Twitch is bad. Twitch has been bad. But let's not dwell too long on it, Josh. I don't really okay. care. And yeah, neither do I, I, to be honest with you. Yeah, Twitch is bad. So, yeah, I didn't do anything. I didn't change anything. I know you didn't do anything. I'm just saying Twitch is bad. They are. Hmm. They are all their new, uh, their new cr stuff with creators that they're letting them stream now with people on YouTube broke it. They also added a new tag system, which apparently doesn't work. <laughs> so let me ask you. So we're streaming. So for those that don't know, uh, we're streaming live right now on YouTube, right? We're, we, we're usually we're live on Twitch, uh, but usually we're live on Twitch, but we are not right now because Twitch is not working for us. <clears throat> are we live on Facebook? Do we do that still? No, we've stopped doing that. Okay. So it's literally just Twitch is bad. Yeah. Okay. Everything looks good. Okay. But, you know, whatever. Twitch blows. It's all right. We're doing an episode of Half the Cast right here live for our friends. I mean, YouTube's gonna... our main platform anyway. Exactly. We're going to do a show. It's our main platform anyway. I think we have low latency up. So if people want to hop in the... We do. Actually, we have ultra low latency up. So if you want to hop in the chat. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Here we are. Welcome. Have to count. Episode 80, Brett. 80. Episode 80. How does that make you feel? I feel old. You feel old? Yeah. I also feel happy because we're actually at 595 subscribers on YouTube. Right. So, almost at that 600. Clawing our way to uh, 600. Yeah, this, and more importantly, 666. This last 100 have been slow. Yeah, that is slow. You know, YouTube also sucks, right? Because, like, mm -hmm. we we focus on optimizing videos a little bit more. You know what I mean? There's things that we could right. still improve, but, like, we're playing the game, you know? Oh, yeah. And this is a, this is a conversation for not, not, in, not oh. in front of the public, but we're here. We're almost there. We're almost at 600. So subscribe, share with we your are. friends. Suck us yeah. off. Now... I listened to something before we started. What's up? And it was pretty funny. And I think we should recommend it to people. If you haven't heard of it, it's this thing called um, Hapticast Unscripted. Yes. It's where these two <clears throat> really funny guys get together and talk about nothing, basically. It's the Seinfeld of podcasting. Dang. Dang. We should we should coin that. The Seinfeld of podcasts. I think you're giving us a little too much credit there, but. Where it's a show about nothing. And yeah, yeah everything. Just, yeah. Have to cast unscripted comes out every Thursday at 7 a.m. on all audio platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, so check that out. We have a new episode coming out tomorrow called Dylan the Pickle. Right. There'll be a preview on YouTube as always. And uh, yep. I want to tell you something about this episode. I, I was reminded about how funny it was. Right before we started. It was a good one. Yeah. I think that actually and I'm not. Just tooting my own horn. I Not think trying every to ruin episode, anyone's day. I think every episode that we've done of Hapticast Unscripted, which is a completely different podcast from this, uh, I think that every episode has been very funny. I agree. And or at least just, it has funny moments. And it's just going to get better. And you know why I think it's getting better? Why? Is because we literally just roll right into it. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's unscripted. So well, I know. But, I mean, I'm saying, like, this last time when we did it, I literally went from my bed into my chair. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, let's go. 
It's like you're on a phone call with me and you. That's really or hanging out with us, which is what this <clears throat> is. But it's a little more, a little, um, a little more focused, unofficial. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- that is not. But anyway, that'll be up uh, tomorrow um, for everybody. We're we're doing this on a Wednesday too because I had I had something to do yesterday, which went yep. well, I think, even though it was long. But uh, we'll see. I'm oh yeah. How long gonna... was it? How long would you say it was? Like five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes, or what? It. I was there from like six until eleven, so it's wow. five hours. That's not uh, of which I was used for maybe an hour and a half. <laughs> Yikes! And when I was personally just used by myself for maybe about twenty minutes. Yikes! But that's that's how it goes. But I'm not going to even really talk about that. I don't want to jinx anything. Right, right, you know, right. It is what it is. Uh, anyway, merch. We have merch. I'm wearing merch. I have. I'm not. I have an issue with the brim of my hat here. I don't know if you can really see it or not. You have skeet on it. it. So this was the sticker area that was on it when it came. Yeah. But, and I don't, I mean, I'm sure I could wash it, but I also have something going on over here. And my man, I've really only worn this hat while I've sat right here. I haven't really yeah. worn it out that much. I think that's some user fucking error. My hats are fine. Listen, man. <clears throat> I mean, mine are a little hairy because I have animals, but yeah, I it, <clears throat> I think it might just be a side effect of how I stored it, which is I think that's user error, bro. So I have maybe like six hundred hats, and I store them, uh, like you know, like baseball cap t- style things like this, and I store them all stacked on top of each other, and I feel like that's pretty bad. Well, exactly like that, but like a very large <laughs> stack. Like if I yeah. went over here and pulled it out for you, I mean, it's a stack that's about, I mean, you can't even see how tall it is. Right. It's it's tall. Um, and I really want something to hang, place to hang my hat um, mm. so I could see all of them. Because I have a lot of hats that I really like that I don't want to wear, but that I like, right. that I want to see. Right. Anyway. Yeah, uh, we have merch. <laughs> com slash merch. We have a lot of cool stuff on there. Hats, shirts. Uh, we have exclusive shirts that are only available for a limited amount of time. And we have a new design dropping uh, September 1st, I believe. So yeah. go Which, and check of, that I out. Speaking of, um, I keep forgetting to to get my, my pre-sale of that. Yeah, same. So I got to do that. Got to do that before the trip. Yeah. All right. Uh, topic rundown. We're going to have our media consumption update for all of you. Um some interesting stuff in there this week, I think, to talk about. Uh, then we'll roll into the Abysmal Chronicles, some abysmal video game releases uh, coming up. Um, stories talking about Gamescom, which will be the majority of the Abysmal Chronicles, Destiny. Uh, talking about DRM stuff with Switch and uh, Sakurai uh, of Smash Brothers fame. And then our main topic, of course, is talking about Saints Row. Uh, I'm just absolutely getting hosed by uh, yeah. critics. And for Indie Intel, uh, we don't have one this week because we didn't prep one and I forgot. So until right now, we don't we don't don't always need one of those. I got an indie. I got indie intel for you. It's called haptic intel. Support them. That's it. Damn, that's deep, actually. That's way more meta than I thought you would be. All right. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, we we don't have a lot of crossover except for one that I just saw that I didn't add to my list. Yeah. So why don't you end end that end with that one? Okay. yep. Yo, Christian, what's up? We're not on we're not on Twitch because Twitch is bad because Twitch isn't working. That's right. Um, also, I didn't die of COVID, so I'm back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brett wasn't here last week. forgot about that. I didn't die, so. Yeah. Um, I had movies. a great conversation with myself last week. And I have a bone to pick with you about something. 
Um, you do. Movies I watched Orphan First Kill, which my letterbox review kind of tells all. I have been waiting for that movie for probably a decade. Since we were wee lads. Yeah, since literally we watched the first one, I, I was like, damn, I want a sequel to this. I have real fond memories um, of that first one. We didn't get a sequel. We got a prequel. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, there's a twist that I did not expect. Okay. And it was good, but not great. A twist ju- that you didn't expect just like the first movie? Yes. Because that twist in the first movie is like, honestly, maybe one of the best plot reveals. Like, it's like an M. Sham- M. Night Shyamalan plot twist executed to perfection. Yeah. And the thing is, this movie, although it's a spo- oh, spoiler, although it's a prequel, it will spoil this, the original if you watch it first. So don't watch. If you haven't seen Orphan, um, don't watch Orphan First Kill. It'll spoil the best part of Orphan. Mm. So you got to watch Orphan, then you watch First Kill. Is that like watching episode six before you watch episode two and three of Star Wars? I guess. Because you're supposed to watch way. Star Wars episodes. <clears throat> you're, you're supposed to go four, five, one, two, three, six. Because otherwise, yeah, the whole Luke stuff is spoiled for you. That's stinky cheese, dude. <laughs> Christian's saying the new Turtles movie on Netflix is good. Do you know what he's referencing? New Netflix Turtles movie. Is that the? Is that out? I didn't even know that was out. Yeah, he says, so good. So good. Unless he's I, maybe saying the trailer. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Um... I have been playing some games on my Steam Deck. Yep. I've been playing Vampire Survivors, which is the game that has taken most of my time right now. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Vampire Survivors. It is cheap. It's like $2. It is so fun. Um, It is just a time sink. I love it. It's old school unlocks instead of microtransactions. Chef's kiss. Uh, Vampire Survivors might have, end up being one of my games of the year, if I'm being honest with you. Hell yeah. Um, yesterday, I picked up a game that I started like a year ago and never finished, and that is Doom Eternal. Oh. I am back on Doom Eternal. I am playing it. I'm having a great time. I don't know why I stopped playing it. I think So you know what's funny? Here's what I think happened with Doom Eternal. I think I started it on game pass when it came out on game pass. And then I think Jess got COVID and I had to move out of my house and move in my parents' house for a week while my fiance had COVID. And then I moved back home and never played it again. Mm -hmm. This time I get it when I have COVID (laughs) and I start playing it. So very interesting. Where are you playing it? My deck. Oh, you are playing it on your deck. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm playing it on the deck and it runs great. 60 FPS. Um, and it's the deluxe edition, so I'm going to play the DLC, too. <laughs> Christian's saying that it's funny you don't know the TMNT movie is out since it's been sourced for another streaming service. We broke him, folks. Hold on. Brett's gone. Um, well, no, just hold one millisecond. I'm almost done. Doom Eternal is also good. Um, that is slick. It's very good. I uh right. I played that on my that was actually the uh the game that popped the cherry on my Series X. Oh, I see what movie he's talking about. I added that like that's yeah, it's not new. I mean, I've had it on here for like a month, so. Well, I, I think he means new generally, maybe. Maybe. That's awesome that you liked it. I uh I didn't honestly, I thought it was just like a Nickelodeon straight the TV movie. I did not realize that was the big Netflix one. So, GG. 
Um, I love Doom Eternal. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it's, it's good, very right? fun. Yeah, yeah, and, and it runs great on the Switch. And then the last game I'm playing right the now on my, or on the deck, and the last game I'm playing on my deck is Neon White, which is a Switch game, mm. which is why I said that. Mm. How is that? It's fun and it's fast paced and is it? it's got some Doom elements to it. Yeah, in the gameplay. Cool. So I recommend that to you. Actually, I, pl- yeah. I played a little. It was like I played. I didn't play enough to be like, damn, I should recommend this to Josh. So I didn't say anything to you, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you now after playing it still that same little amount. I think you would like that. game. Well, I saw you playing it on the deck and I was like, oh, what's that? So I Googled it and looked at. Well, first of all, I looked at the store and I didn't see it on the on the store on the Steam store. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's actually on. I'm PC playing it on or not. I'm, I'm playing on Switch. Yeah, I don't know if it's actually it has a PC release or not, maybe. I don't know, but Maybe I Googled not. it and it looks slick. So it's very much like uh fast paced doom, but anime persona, um, friendship, uh, dialogue, weeby, uh, Oh, perfect. Yeah. You'd like it. Yeah. Stay no more. <laughs> and then TV shows. Uh, I finished up the rehearsal, which is something that you also watched. Right. But I'm going to I'm going to say right now, we're not talking about the rehearsal today because oh, yeah. on tomorrow's episode of Have to Cast Unscripted, we do a full topic where we talk about the rehearsal, why we liked it so much. Yeah, I think and we talk about it for almost half of the runtime. So like about 30 minutes. I think so, too. Yeah. So definitely, definitely listen tomorrow, 7 a.m., dropping on all podcast platforms and a little preview of it's dropping on YouTube yeah. tomorrow morning as well. Uh, Brett's watched the Sandman, Christian. I watched the Sandman. I didn't even include it in my list because I did not. I watched half of the first episode and I realized it was not for me at all. That's fair. If you don't like Neil Gaiman, then you're not going to like it. Neil Gaiman, not a fan. Yeah. Um, I also finished My Dress Up Darling, which uh, is something that uh, I had on the back burner for a long time. I was like seven episodes in. I just never finished. That shit slaps. Show slaps, dude. My only concern is I, I heard that in the manga as well, the author purposely like draws out the fact that they're like, because all you want is for them to be together because they're so cute. And apparently in the manga, dude, they just drag it out. Like, because the show would be nothing without that tease. So they just drag it out forever. So that makes me nervous. Um, but I loved it. Sign me up. I also watched episodes one and two of Devil is a Part Timer season two. Oh, I forgot that came out. That show is fucking weird and crazy, dude. But yeah, I really liked the first season of that. Me too. I forgot everything that happened because I watched yeah. it so long ago. Yeah, it's been a long time. I'm kind of keeping up. I'm kind of, I don't really know what's going on, dude. <laughs> but hey, man, if you're enjoying it, that's like when I watch Psyche K, which is kind of the point of that show. Yeah. You don't know what the hell's going on, but you know that you like right. it. Enough said. Um, and then finally... Something that you and I both finally finished up, which I want to talk about with you right now before we move on to your your media consumption. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Part 5, Golden Wind. We finished it together. Us and our friends watched it. We watched every episode of Jojo so far together. So uh, what do you think of Part 5? It's a 10 from it's a 10 from me, but honestly, it's the weakest 10 out of the bunch. It's honestly my le- it's my least favorite season so far. It is my least favorite season as and well. And I think mainly it's because uh the main quote unquote Jojo is like the least involved. Almost yeah. it feels like he feels like a complete side character to everything that's going on. And I think that's my biggest issue. I appreciate that because I feel like it it is the Jojo show sometimes too much where 
everyone's in trouble and then Jojo a Jojo will step in and save the day for everybody. Right. And they really didn't let that happen this season. But no, I but I missed they, it. Yeah, <laughs> I think they, they took a back seat too long. They yeah. needed to get in that front seat and drive, yeah. you know. Like there's still like the craziness of it. I think it's still good. Like I still loved it. Like you just can't beat the style of Jojo. But I right. think if I had to be honest with myself, it's my least favorite season, even though I still think it's better than like every other anime out there. Um, yeah. And to Christian's question quickly, if I didn't like part one, uh, would you like anything else after that? Well, part one is the only one that is like that. Um, mm -hmm. And then it completely switches. And from part two on, it's completely different. Um, so if you like crazy, ridiculous, over the top stuff and slickness and heart, I think you'll like it. Yeah, part one's interesting. It's like it takes place in the past and it kind of sets up the lore of everything. Right. Everything from that point, like there's so many callbacks to that. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to watch it. You can't just skip it. Right. But at the same time, like I get that it's not as interesting as the rest of the show. So you might not be interested in it, but yeah. you kind of have to just slog it through it. It completely changes, though, after part one. It really does. I actually like part one a lot. Oh, me too. Me I, too. No I doubt. love it. No doubt. Uh, as soon as the house fire happens, oh, yeah. I was sold. Yeah. Yeah. With Dio. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. And Dio's the best villain. Yeah. Dio's awesome. So, um, but it is, like Josh said, very different. Not only is it different in terms of like every, literally everything about it's different. Yeah, they go it's, from the this writer based on stands. Yeah, I was going to say the writer literally is like, nah, fuck you. And they, he like <laughs> reboots right. his own thing almost. Yeah, he changes like what the powers in the show look like and all and how they operate. So parts one and two are. Which I think is considered season one, parts one and two. Right. Are different than the rest of the show. But but honestly, part two is one of my favorite parts. Yes. So. With Joseph Joestar. Yes. So big fan. I agree with you. Golden Wind was my least favorite part so far. Mm -hmm. I agree for all the reasons that you said. And I think they could have explored so much more with him being related to a certain character. Um, that's all, I don't want to spoil it. So that's yeah. all I'll say. Uh, yeah, Christian, it's also on Netflix. Um, but yeah, I uh, I mean, I on recommend to part it. six. I love it. Um, OK, so for me, uh, we talked about Jojo. Sorry. Don't get me started now. <laughs> <laughs> talked about Jojo. Talked about the rehearsal. Tune into Unscripted tomorrow. Um, yeah. The other thing I watched uh, I would watch. I would watch the dub. That's how. That's how we watched it. Uh, the sub is considered sub, really good. Sub is good too, but we watched the dub. I really like the English voice actors. Yeah, the dub is considered good. Um, okay, just if you watch the dub, don't turn subtitles on. They don't um, match. They don't match. Uh, the translation is slightly different. Uh, the other thing I watched in, for TV was House of the Dragon. Is that the Game of Thrones? Which is the Game of Thrones prequel. Now let me tell you something. The last season of Game of Thrones is one of the worst things I've watched in my entire life. It right. honestly took the entire series, right, that was slick up to that point. And even the first two episodes are okay. But it literally took something that was, in my opinion, infallible and completely perfect. Like, the best television that you could watch. And I rewatched it before that last season. I was like, damn, this is so fucking good. And it made me hate the entire show. It made me feel like I wasted my time. Similar to how I feel about Lost, like where the the finale and the wrap up is so terrible, it ruins the rest of the show for me because it's like, well, right. what was what was the point of me waiting that long? Where you set up all these things and then it's like, 
You know, it's like you're expecting a huge explosion and it's just a tiny puff of smoke. That's what Game of Thrones was. Mm. Um, I meant for the dub, Christian. Don't turn the subtitles on if you're going to watch the dub. Um, the and I so I went into House of Dragon not expecting anything. I was like, let me just see what it is. If it grabs me, if it grabs me. If it's not, whatever. I went in with like no expectations, and I got to tell you, it was fucking awesome. It was like it reminded me of what the height of Game of Thrones was and how good. Right. It can be the conversations, the scheming, the lore, and they do some really interesting things in it that kind of add context and connect this series to the actual main series, which is separated by hundreds of years. And it's really good. Oh, and, really? Hundreds of years? Yeah, hundreds of years. Yeah. So and no characters in this show are from the previous no. show? No, 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 no. Oh, it, shit. It's, okay. it's, it's it's way, way in the in the uh, past. I, th- I I honestly I saw a clip of it and I thought the one girl was supposed to be Daenerys. She's a she's a relative descendant. Okay. Daenerys gotcha. is a descendant of her. It's like gotcha. maybe two hundred or so years. I forget exactly before Game of Thrones. So gotcha. it's completely separate. But it sets up it sets up stuff that you know we we see kind of come to fruition in the main show. But it does one thing in particular that has kind of split the fandom. Um, but to me it makes sense because of how how far off i guess the original show went from the books it does something to kind of try to mend that and i thought it was really clever and that was the thing that happened i was like well shit i'm watching this show now um so anyway interesting it was pretty good i've heard good things i've heard nothing but good things actually yeah and um honestly if you didn't watch or don't like game of thrones maybe this is a good endpoint to not have any kind of context um but it is still obviously high fantasy so if you don't like high fantasy you're not gonna like it right um and if you're not a fan of people sitting around tables talking then you're not gonna like it because there's a lot of that um okay games um something that you didn't mention that i added on here and i can't remember the name of it rumbleverse i put shitty i put shitty city on here it's a good name (laughs) so they should have called it (laughs) shitty city because i couldn't remember the name of it it's rumbleverse um Mm. kind of fun I'm enjoying it, actually. It's not bad. It's I think they could have leaned into the wrestling aspect a little bit more. Yeah. There's so many opportunities for you to do some cool shit with wrestling, like called duos tag team. Yeah. Uh, when you win, why don't we get a belt? Right. And then you carry the belt into the next game. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of like, yeah, like kind of like the champion in, uh, in uh, Apex or Fortnite. Yeah, like they do it, too. So, oh. yeah, there's a lot of missed opportunities in terms of like the wrestling theme, mm-hmm. but and that's coming from a big wrestling fan, but I actually, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it's fun. It's all right. I like it. Um, Fallout 3, I beat it and all nice. of its DLCs on my Steam Deck. That's cool. That game slaps. Every that's DLC. That's an awesome, like, that's just, that, like, I don't even know what to say, dude. Dudes rock. Like, that's awesome that you They do. That. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I start, I was like, it was literally one of the first games. I was like, yeah, let me just see what's going on with this on the Steam Deck. And I started it, and then I was like, I'm playing this now, and I played it, and all the DLCs, and, um, fuck, man, I fucking, it makes me hype for Starfield, actually. I play that game, and I'm like, fuck, I really want a really good Bethesda RPG, because I love them, and I feel like I've been so jaded by people's response to Fallout 4, when I loved fucking Fallout 4. I don't care what anybody said, I loved that game. It's awesome. I had a great time with it. Actually, you know what probably ruined it more was 76 and just how they've been abysmal since oh. then. 
You but, might have rose tinted glasses on, bro, because that game was made in a fucking vacuum for sure. I know, but what I'm saying is that there was a point in my life where I really didn't give a shit about the Bethesda jank, and I played it, and I just enjoyed it and experienced right. it. Right. And me going back to Fallout Three, which still has all the fucking jank and the bugs and the ridiculousness of it, and it's like, man, this game is not optimal. Like all those things, I still had such a fucking good time of it. And part of it is nostalgia, definitely. But the right. other part of it is that there's just at its core, they are so, they are such well-designed, deep RPGs. And the amount of exploration and discovery and craziness and the, the the whole thought process of it was like, oh, I could approach it this way. But what if I try and do this? You know what I mean? And it's like you get rewarded with it. So, um, yeah, that game's awesome, dude. What about uh, Elden or not Elden Ring? Fucking Elder Scrolls Skyrim. You gonna go back and play that or no? I so I have on the deck. So we have we have Fallout Three, Fallout Four, uh, Skyrim, uh, Morrowind, um, Oblivion. I think that might be it for the the Bethesda ones. I want to once I'm finished talking about the next. Once I'm finished the next game that I'm talking about, I'm going to start going through those. Oh, I, I don't like to hear that though, because then you're. You're doing yourself a disservice by not immediately playing the next game in the series of the game that you're about to play. Well, mention. I'm going to go back and forth a little bit. So I think the next one I want to play actually is um, Oblivion. I really want to play Oblivion. Go back to that. Nice. Uh, but anyway, so I played Fallout 3, all of his DLCs. <clears throat> all the DLCs are awesome. Um, I think my the my least favorite one is uh, Operation Anchorage. Um, that one's dookie, dude. It's just very basic. It, you know, it's... It like adds some stuff to the lore, kind of, but I mean, the whole thing, if you remember, is you being in a simulation. So everything that you do doesn't even really matter. You don't get to keep any of this shit that you find either. Uh, and then when you go back, something happens and you can get a couple of things, but it's like, I just wasted, I don't know, two hours of my life doing that. Anyway, right. it's whatever. But so I did that. The other game I'm playing that I'm almost done is Metal Gear Solid. That's a dude's rock game, too. First of all, I wasn't expecting it to be so fucking horny, dude. It, so what? Horny? Horny, yeah. Yeah, it's a horny game. Dude, it's like... It's Kojima, dude. I, dude, I know, but like, I didn't realize how unhinged he was, even back then. Because it's yeah. just... I mean, and they're fucking polygons, basically, but it's just... I mean, Sniper <clears throat> Wolf is literally just... I mean, literally in the first five seconds of the game, we just have a close-up butt shot. I mean, again, they're polygons, but my man knew what he was doing. Um, the game is so fucking cool, dude. It is so fucking cool. And I don't know what else to say about that. As I play that game, and the fact that I'm still telling you to this day that it's cool is a testament to how fucking cool it was. Nobody nobody was doing what he did nobody yeah. and it i think it finally put me put it in perspective how slick he is and it's cool that you can play it and even though it's so old and the it, you know the graphics are kind of shitty for like today's time uh and it, the camera is like top down yeah the controls are garbage but that's right but the fact that we could even sit here and say like that game still holds up is like pretty incredible yeah well i mean it's the storytelling right it's the the intrigue of it the 
the weirdness of it that you can't quite put your finger on. It's like yeah. everything is grounded in reality, but it's not really 100% grounded in reality. The characters, some of the shticks that this game pulls off, like the, the controller stuff, the reading your memory stuff, even on an emulator on the Steam Deck, which, as Christian says, is the nostalgia is tickling his tendies. Um, it's so cool. And, like, I knew about those things going into the game. Like, I knew those were in the game. And when it came up to the fight with Psychomantis and it made you, it's like, I was like, why can't I down him? I'm like, oh, right. I have to fucking swap my controller. This is the part. So what I did is I took a fucking Xbox controller and plugged it into my Steam Deck. And then it worked. I'm like, that's so fucking cool, dude. It's so did cool. You, I don't remember if this was Metal Gear or Metal Gear Solid 2, but is there a part where you have to put a code in and the only way to get the code is from the back of the game box? I don't know if that's in this. I haven't had to put any codes in yet that I'm aware of. There's like a phone number you need, like a signal you need oh, no. uh, for your for your radar. Okay. No. That's also just some fucky shit, dude. Yeah. But um, and in, in the Psychomantis fight, too, I normally read your memory card. Now, I was emulating, so it says it's clear. Um, right. But the other thing that was cool is that it reads your saves, too. And Psychomantis said, he said, ah, I see you're an avid saver. Very meticulous. Because I had like every save slot full. <laughs> Yeah, because I save every five seconds in my games and I cycle right. save slots constantly um, in everything. It's like, I don't know why I do that, because I've been burned in the past. That's why I do it. Um, but so that was cool. So I'm just really enjoying it and I'm almost done. So I, awesome. I know I know I'm at the end because I'm going to to do the Metal Gear stuff. That is a game that Blue Point needs to take and just fucking <laughs> and remake it. That would be awesome. I mean you'd have to get konami involved but they need to sell the ip for that franchise immediately immediately oh. Oh. they're not doing anything with it not yet they're doing nothing with it konami's coming back dude <clears throat> anyway let's keep going because we're i know we're i'm meandering here a long time uh movies uh i watched vengeance which is uh really slick this is bj novak's um directorial debut bj blaskovic's dude uh, it's really good. I enjoyed it. Very good time. Um, I think if you want to have a good, fun time and get poked fun of, no matter who you are, I think you should watch it. <clears throat> nice. It's good. And then the other movie I watched, which is, Brett, I, I hate to say it because I know you don't love it, but I think one of the best pieces of art I've ever seen in my entire life, and that's Crimes of the Future. I don't disagree that it's like an art piece. I also didn't hate it. I gave it like a four. No, I know you didn't hate it. Yeah, I um, just it wasn't what I thought it was going to be based on what everyone has said about Cronenberg. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like a horror movie or a sci fi movie even too much for that matter. No, it had light sci fi elements and light horror elements. And right. actually, as far as the body horror stuff goes, this might be the most tame of most of his movies, but it felt the most controlled. And I mean that in the best way because the, the body horror elements, he has not, um, made a, a world building element tied in with the body horror elements. And in this movie, I feel like they are entwined perfectly because all the body horror stuff is also doing world building while it's happening. And I think, when that when I started to see that on Rabbit, I was like, that is really, really smart and very clever and can shows how experienced he is now. Can I tell you my opinion on <clears throat> what I think the movie's about? Yeah. I think the movie is him 
giving a message to his fans about his movies and yeah. the body horror. Yeah. I think this movie was symbolic of his career and his films and the art that they perform in the, in the film is his movies, <clears throat> his art, his movies. And I feel like he was kind of like being cheeky there, but at no, the same I time, I completely agree. I think it was a little ham fisted, which is one of the reasons why I didn't quite like it. So. I don't know if it's ham fisted. I mean, I guess if you go in with that lens, you can, I didn't. but that's not even something I thought about until afterwards. Really? <clears throat> yeah. Interesting. That's a good point though. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I loved it. I thought the performances were good. I think visually it is, it just doesn't get better, dude. And there, there's, there's, there's parts of the movie where I'm like, fuck man. Like it's just, Bro, there was it, some wacky shit in that movie. It's so cool, man. It's so, I, I really, I was, I honestly was going in, not expecting much. I like Cronenberg. I'm not like, like a super fan of Cronenberg. I've enjoyed all the work that I've seen of him, but I haven't seen some of his best stuff according to people. Like I haven't watched like uh Videodrome or like any of those right. stuff. <clears throat> um and I loved it. I really did. And I was blown away by it. So that's, that's good. That's it. Very very good. I like that. Yeah. Wow. All right. <clears throat> We're a little late on time. Uh we gotta get through this. So we don't have anything uh, else to say here for the media consumption update. Josh, please roll the intro for our podcast so we can begin the show. everybody uh we're gonna do the abysmal chronicles now but before we do that i want to say uh twitch is back up live if you guys want to watch on twitch if you prefer twitch <laughs> twitch.tv slash haptic intel we are live on twitch as well uh, yeah so. there was an outage with twitch apparently which we got a notification about right so we're back we're live <clears throat> twitch all right. is bad the, all right twitch is bad the abysmal chronicles we're gonna start off the abysmal chronicles like we do every single week and talk about the upcoming video game releases for this week number one we have Formula One Manager 2022, which is releasing on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC tomorrow. SD Gundam Battle Alliance is releasing for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC tomorrow. I'm a big fan of SD Gundam. I know nothing about it. It's like the chibi versions of Gundam. Oh, okay. They're really cool designs. I liked the show back in the day. Pac-Man World Repack is coming out for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on August 26th. Soul Hackers 2 is coming out for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on August 26th. Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed is coming out oh. for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC on August 30th. Mm. 
And Immortality is coming out for Xbox Series X and S, PC, iOS, and Android on August 30th. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection, is coming out for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on August 30th. Hell yeah. Dude, sh- shout out to these fucking creative developers that are giving their games cool names instead of just remastered. Yeah. Like, Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection. Like, let's fucking go, <clears throat> dude. Uh, and then finally, the last game I have for everyone today is Tinykin, which is releasing on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on August 30th. That's right. What's up, frankly? He says Slick Boys. What up, Slick Boys? Uh, all right, let's talk about Gamescom. If you guys let's didn't know, there was not. a big game festival yesterday called Gamescom in Germany. And our boy Jeff Keighley from the Game Awards was there, and he did his usual thing. It was literally like a mini E3 with a bunch of game reveals. So we are going to recap the event, talk about some of the stuff that we saw. Not everything, just a couple of the big ones. Uh, And I'm getting this list and some of the descriptions from earlygame.com. So shout out to them. Josh. Brett. The first game we saw yesterday at Gamescom was a game called Everywhere. Everywhere. Everything, everywhere, all at once. So the big start of the show was Everywhere, the exciting new project by Rockstar co-founder Leslie Benzies. Is that why it was big? Because it's a Rockstar co-founder? I guess so. I know nothing about it, and I don't care. Do you remember the trailer, though? No. So the trailer was weird. It almost reminded me of, like, Dreams. Oh, I do remember. Like, I don't know if you're going to be making games or if, like, it's just a game with everything. Like, it's really... I don't know. It seems really ambitious. And then at the end of the trailer, it switched to a more cinematic, regular video game narrative type thing. Mm -hmm. And Jeff Keighley asked uh, Leslie about that. And Leslie was like, well, yeah, the game is like very weird and ambitious, but we still wanted to give the players something. Oh, my God. They can like play around with. Yeah. This game makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what what's going on. Yeah. I don't really know why they opened up the show with it. I don't know what it is. I don't care. Um I feel like it's a terrible move. It's a bad idea to announce it. You're confusing everybody, and I don't like you, so go away. Maybe confusing everyone's a good marketing move, though. I don't really think so, but I guess we'll find out. Next up, uh, we saw Dune Awakening, which is a game that's been kind of rumored and leaked for a while now. Uh, It's a survival MMO game set in the Dune universe. Uh, It was leaked before, as I said, and now we actually saw a trailer for it. It shows a character jumping to engage with a giant sandworm. The game's going to be out on Xbox Series X and S, PS5, and on Steam. And you can sign up for some kind of a beta already. So go do that if you're interested in Dune. I tell you what, I like Dune. But you have an issue with the uh, the publisher, right? Because you said they're owned by the Communist level, China Party. Level Infinite is Tencent, and Tencent is funded uh, by the CCP. Right. So for political reasons, I would recommend you don't play this game. But... It looks cool, so I say play this game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, <laughs> the Callisto Protocol. I feel like we're seeing a lot of this game. I, I don't know like, why we keep seeing it. I'm I ready. I feel like I'm going to take this game, and it's going to go... You see this here? This is my throat. It's going to go all the way down it. Yeah. I don't know why we keep seeing... Like, my man, you don't need to show us anything. We're I'm in. I've been in. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm primed and ready. Yeah, you're ready to go. So, I'm ready to in- go. The game looks great. It's coming out December 2nd, so I be ready for that. can't wait for this game. It's my most anticipated game of the year. What? God of War Ragnarok, my man. 
What? Yeah. All right, I, that's gonna I, do it, ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm out of here. See you later. I have, I have such a bad feeling about Ragnarok. You're fucking bad, dude. I, I I've got a. We're not doing my, this. I've got a. We're not doing this. I got a pit in my stomach. We are not doing this right now. Don't do this to me. All right, we're not doing it. Oh man, that's bad. We'll find out soon enough, dude. I'm worried about the Callista Protocol, not because I think that game's going to be bad, but because I think it's going to, because I think the Dead Space remake looks really fucking good so far, and I'm afraid that the Callista Protocol is going to like just take all the steam out of that. Um, we'll see. I'm getting fucked. Lords of the Fallen is getting a sequel called The Lords of the Fallen. Yes, they dropped the number two. It's a sequel, but yeah, no two. they definitely dropped the number two. Next game, dr- drop some poo, dude. So, Lords of the Fallen look like Dark Souls. This looks like Elden Ring. They just need to listen. I'm not. I'm not opposed to Souls likes. You need to make your own shit, bro. All right. Yeah, like Thymesia. Yes. All right. The next game they showed off Hogwarts Legacy. We got a new trailer for it. Oh that game God, still looks bro. meh. Dude, this trailer made it look worse. I don't know where they captured this footage from. First of all, it's running at a terrible frame rate, and the textures look horrible. Bro. Where did they capture this game? Where did they capture this gameplay, Brett? Where? All I'm going to say is this. We've got some flack already for our opinions about Hogwarts Legacy. We did a video on it. We asked the question, who is this game for? Because it ain't us. And I surely don't see hardcore Harry Potter fans playing this video game either. Okay. It's just not the kind of, it's not an easily accessible game for normie Harry Potter fans. If this game is for you, that's great, but we don't know who it's for. Okay. And we don't think it's going to do well. I already got shit for it. My question is what? We're right. Always. Mirror's Edge Catalyst. We were right. We got shit for that. Mm -hmm. This, we got shit. We were right, dude. Dude, Anthem, we were right. Stadia. Stadia. I don't even know what number I'm on. We were right. So Hogwarts Legacy looks bad. But dude, didn't the trailer like look bad? It's been looking bad. No, I don't but I'm saying, but good. I'm saying in general, like the wh- this wherever, one specifically, wherever they took the gameplay from, it looked really bad. Yeah, it didn't look good. How can you put that out? Like the frame rate is clearly bad. It's running in engine and it's running bad, which means it's not optimized. Second of all, what platform are you running it on? Why are you not capturing it on the highest end PC that you can? Why are your textures terrible? What the fuck is going on? It looks like also, you captured it on an unoptimized switch port. Also, pre-orders are up now, and there's a $300 special edition. And it comes with a book and a, a floating pen or some shit, that, or a wand. I don't even know. It just floats on top of the book with magnets. Let's say I, Let's just say I wish I was floating from a tree right now. Okay, um, the next game that was shown off of note was a new Tales from the Borderlands game. Uh, this was the first time it was ever revealed. It's been leaked, but this is the first time they revealed it, and it's coming out in two months. First time the child molester, Randy Pitchford, has been on stage since the entire thing. We were very surprised that they let Randy Pitchford up on stage. Why is this man still employed? And in the industry? Why is he not canceled? Why? Why is he around? He's a pedophile. What's cool is, though, that this Tales from the Borderlands game, they did take the original writers from Telltale and brought them back. Some of them. I'm here to tell you, 
I don't care. All right, moving on. Uh, Sonic Frontiers. Now, here's the deal, Josh. Before we say anything. I got a deal for you. Hold on. Before we say anything. Zero dollars. Again, I told you this was all coming from earlygame.com. They did a great job of putting this list together for us, okay? The author of this article put it so perfectly, I don't even want to say anything but what they wrote. So the author, Ferris Delelic, I'm so sorry I pronounced your name wrong. He laid it out perfectly, or they laid it out perfectly. I don't know their gender. Uh, they said, sorry to all my Sonic fans out there, but this game looks like complete doo-doo. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. This game looks like shit. That's right. Uh, it's releasing November 8th, the day before God of War Ragnarok. Dude. What is happening? They are putting it out. They are literally putting it out to pasture. They're putting it out to die. I don't understand. Because they know. Instead of them doubling down and trying to figure out how to make it better because they didn't expect a backlash, they're just being like, eh, let's just get rid of it. That's insane. This is insane. (laughs) Move on. I can't believe it. Move on. The next game, Lies of P. Lies of PP. A Bloodborne-esque Pinocchio game that, honestly, I'm fucking ready for now. Uh, it looks awesome. It looks like Bloodborne and Nier fused together. Um, it's going to be released in 2023, and it is coming to Game Pass on day one. So I'm going to be playing it on day one. Excuse me. The next game, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Hell made yeah, by dude. the studio behind Final, Fan- Final Fantasy. Friday the 13th, the game. Let me tell you something. This, this is, is cool. this is the biggest announcement of the show for me. You think so? Dude. I love Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That movie fucking slaps. First of all, I know you haven't seen it. You will love that movie. You will join you will join me in the trenches of saying that it is one of the best not even B horror movies fucking f horror movies dude it's fucking garbage but it's such good garbage it's so good that movie knows exactly what it's it exactly what it is and it fucking wears what it is on its shoulder dude and it fucking slaps i love it listen i'm here for it and the game is releasing in 2023 so it's not too far away and it's going to release on xbox series x and s ps4 ps5 and steam and beta signups are live right now. You can literally sign up for a beta for it. Yeah. Krishna says that he's seen it and it's fun as fuck. And yeah, the prosthetics go. and the let's just let me just say this to you. Cotton candy cocoons, dude. That's all you gotta know. Okay. Okay. Well if how Christian you, saw like it that and liked it, If Christian saw it and liked it, and it's this kind of a movie, dude, it's I, so, it has to be good. It's so much fun, my man. You were gonna have a blast. All right. That's all I'll tell you. That's not the only thing that's gonna be blasting. Well, you know what's not gonna be blasting is my reaction to Gotham Knights. This game looks really not great. And you want to talk about them throwing something out to the pasture to die? They actually pushed the release date forward for this game. It is now releasing on October 21st. I want to know, we have some people in our chat right now. Um, Christian, I know you're here. What are our opinions? You're a big DC guy. He said, okay, he already replied. I don't hate the look of Gotham Knights. Listen, I'm not talking about the look. Gameplay is selling me more and more. Okay, so maybe this game has an audience out there. It ain't me. I haven't seen much more about it. I don't care. And I'm not interested. If it's good, I'll squat up. But if it's not, I hope it's good. 
Christian, not going to play it. Christian pre-ordered it. The mid-level version. All right, pack it up, dude. Roll it up. We're wrong. Pack it up. Listen, man. We'll that, see. that game's going to come out to uh, some sixes and sevens, dude. Listen, dude. Wait. It's only two-player co-op? There's four characters, but only two-player co-op. Okay. Dead Island 2 was the game that wrapped up the whole show. This game has been leaked and rumored, and we kind of knew it was eventually going to happen. Uh, it's finally coming out. It's going to release on February 3rd pretty soon for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC. It looks fun. Cool trailer. Hey, man. Uh, okay. Welcome to Hell A. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> all right. That's all I got for Gamescom news. Let's move on to another topic. Uh, oh, this, I hope is, everyone... this is technically partly Gamescom news, too. Wasn't this revealed yesterday? They had their own show. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about Destiny. Any Destiny fans in the house? Yeah, I love Destiny. Oh, cr hear that? We got cricket, Destiny fans here. Cricket, cricket, cricket. I love Destiny. Cricket, it's so good, cricket, dude. I play it every day. Cricket. 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 So Destiny 2 Cricket. Lightfall has been revealed and it Cricket. shows that shit is going to hit the fan. This is an article from Kotaku. Cricket. Lightfall, Cricket. Destiny 2's latest expansion, has been years in the making. It's fi finally releasing on February 28th, 2023. The, <laughs> the expansion that was first teased over two years ago uh, finally got some new information during its big annual 2022 showcase. Revealing new powers, threats, and mysteries, all dressed up in a spiky, neon-infused cyberpunk art style. The Fortnite battle bus is in the game? In Destiny? That's what Christian just said. I know that there's Destiny characters coming to Fortnite. I don't, I don't oh. know if there's Fortnite in Destiny. That's interesting, if so. Um, the penultimate expansion in a nine-part epic... Lightfall looks on the surface like a radical departure from the long-running sci-fi shooter's past. It will introduce the previously rumored poison subclass, Strand, that taps into the unseen fabric of space and includes a new grappling hook ability. Players will explore the new hidden city of Neomuna on Neptune that exists in an alternate timeline and contend with its own version of Guardians called Cloud Striders. Some Striders. Bungie outlined some major features coming next year as well, including more detailed player histories, a commendation system, an in-game looking for group tool, and best of all, dedicated loadouts. That's right. At long last, players will be able to fine-tune their gear and fashion and then save it to a slot they can swap to on demand. They also said they're no longer going to be sunsetting expansions, so deleting them off of the game once they're old. Josh, is any of this enough to make you go back? No. All right. I, I don't know what else you want me to tell you. I agree. My, I my, that... You and I have both the same sticking point to this. So, which is what? Go ahead. Tell everybody. They removed stuff and we didn't get to play it. And that's bad. It's just not. And all of this stuff that they're doing, they're trying to entice new players or get returning players. Yeah. You know how you can entice me? Put the fucking content in that I didn't get to play. 
because the game's on Epic now, and they're all the expansions are free right now, but not all of them are available, obviously, because they deleted a bunch of them. So I'm out. Yeah, that's it. That's all I have to tell you. Is I'm out. Uh, okay, let's move on. Um, this is a really bad story. The notorious DRM company, um, Denuvo, takes aim at Switch piracy. This, this is coming from Kotaku. Denuvo, the company best known for its heavily criticized PC gaming DRM technology, has set its sights on a new scourge, the Nintendo Switch piracy scene. The software maker announced during Gamescom 2022 on Wednesday that it will begin selling a new product called Nintendo Switch Emulator Protection to prevent Switch games from being pirated on PC and Steam Deck. It doesn't appear to be partnering with Nintendo on the initiative, which instead seems aimed mostly at third-party publishers of multi-platform games. Quote, as with all other Denuvo solutions, the technology integrates seamlessly into the build tool chain with no impact on the gaming experience. That's a lie. It then allows for the insertion of checks into the code, which blocks gameplay on emulators, unquote. The company wrote in a press release. In the past, however, as many people know, Denuvo's checks have been accused of making some games run worse. That's true. I mean, that's proven fact that it impacts performance, especially on high CPU usage games, which has been proved. It also prevents the use of games in offline play, a lot of cases, which they right. claimed was a bug, but it's still an issue with a lot of the games that they've been a part of. So they right. can go fuck themselves. That's it. Yeah, it's not a good look. Um, even like non-pirates hate Denuvo just because of what it does to the games when you buy them, right? It like ruins the game. So... They're bad. This is bad. I don't like them. And, and why would you announce that at like Gamescom? Like I don't. That's hey, weird. gamers, we know you love emulation. Fuck you. It's bad. I don't like them. They're bad. Super Smash Bros. creator Masahiro Sakurai is now a YouTuber. That's right. He's our coworker. Uh, this is coming from IGN. I like that. Super. We gotta get what? that on a T-shirt. Masahiro Sakurai is my coworker. Yeah. Super Smash Bros. director Masahiro Sakurai has launched his own YouTube channel called Masahiro Sakurai on Creating Games. Sakurai explains in an introductory video on the channel that he won't be streaming any games, but rather will be talking about topics like game development and what makes video games fun. Uh, quote, I'm often asked to give lectures at game development schools, and while I think it's a great idea, such presentations can only reach so many people. He continues, quote, I've also realized that developer conferences like GDC or CEDEC, while good for technical concepts, aren't always the best forums for discussing design theory, unquote. Sakurai also mentions that he'll keep his videos relatively short, between two to five minutes, and that the channel is his personal project, so he won't be profiting off of it. Additionally, he'll have both English and Japanese versions of his videos on the channel. As for Nintendo content, Sakurai explains that he will share things like Smash Bros. development builds and oh, design shit. documents he's written. Of course, he has to run this by Nintendo, but he has gotten approval to do so. This is awesome. Very cool. I'm actually, I didn't realize, didn't know that last point. Um, <laughs> this is something to pay attention to if you're interested in game development or just the games industry as a whole. This doesn't happen a lot, and I think it's really cool. And not only this, but we're also getting Kojima, Hideo Kojima's new podcast. Right. Starting early uh, September, I believe. Right. So this is like a really good time, actually, to like learn from these legends of Japanese game design, right? Yeah. Um, this is really cool. It's awesome. 
Well, that's all I got for you in the Abysmal Chronicles. Yeah. So thank you guys very much. We're going to move on to our main topic, and then we're going to end mm-hmm. the show. Uh, but first, before we do that, I got to talk about Dubby. Dubby I'm Energy. All, I'm all, ooh, no, I have a little bit left in here. A little bit of dub. So if you don't know, W is formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crashes. Their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented Neurofactor. There's no calories, no sugar, and no artificial colors. There's no fillers. Basically, there's none of the bad stuff in this product. Your current energy drink may cost 2 to $3 per can, but W is $1 per drink. So that what I'm holding right here in my hand costs $1. For a night full of energy. I'm going to be up all night with this drink. And the best part is it costs really great. Or it tastes really great. And it costs really great too. But it tastes really great. It could cost even better if you use code SLICK. Ladies and gentlemen, if you find it hard to work or study, use code SLICK to save on Dubby. That's right. Go to W.GG. Pick your favorite product out. And put SLICK as the discount code. You'll save an instant 10%. It'll come back to the channel and help us. Uh, We would appreciate it. Buy yourself a shaker cup. Buy yourself some dub sludge. Josh, what are you drinking? Uh, Galaxy Grenade. Galaxy Grenade. Buy that. Buy it all. Use code SLICK. You'll save 10% on your whole order. It's not your first order. It's every order and your whole cart. Everything in there. Forever. Again, if you find it hard to work or study, use code SLICK and save on Dubby. And to answer Frankly's question here, Kojima's podcast name is Brain Surgeon. What is it? Wow. Uh, brain surgeon. Brain surge? Look it up for you. Real quick. Google. Uh, it's called brain structure. Brain structure. I knew it was brain something. It's a Spotify exclusive, and it's going to be um, in English and in Japanese. Right. Basically, he signed a Joe Rogan deal. That's right. <clears throat> You're not awesome. too far off there. Yeah. So anyway, Dubby. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, Brett. What do you got? It's time to hop into our main topic. Let's do it. The only main topic, the worst thing that we're going to talk about all day. Honestly, this should have just been the entire Abysmal Chronicles, but here we go. Nice long sip before you start. (laughs) The new Saints Row is getting absolutely trashed, my man. And not just by critics. But by fans, too, because people have it in their hands. It's out. It came out yesterday, right? Yeah. Volition's remake of the open world crime series isn't reviewing very well, Brett. Not. So this was first announced last summer, and Saints Row is a full-on reboot of Volition's long-running series of GTA clones, which hasn't seen a new entry since 2013's Saints Row 4, unless you count its standalone expansion, 2015's Get Out of Hell. Which is pretty good, by the way. Yeah. But all of the polish in the world can't save the game that appears by many accounts fundamentally broken. It's not even polished. Right now, Saints Row is sitting at a 63 on review aggregation site Metacritic, a rare low point for a critical beat that tends to collectively treat 7 out of 10s as an absolute baseline. Sure, sure. Some, sure, some reviewers praise parts of Saints Row, including its character creator, which was released earlier this summer, and is robust enough to instantly become a mini monster factory for players and its new setting, the fictional Santo Alesso. NPR described the writing as quote-unquote witty and compelling, but many reviewers were largely negative. Uh, the AV Club said that Saints Row is a quote-unquote dull, buggy, and 
is dull and buggy and has flashy concepts, but very few ideas on how to execute them. I've heard that a lot, actually. Yeah. BGC called it, quote, painfully generic. End quote. Inverse deemed it, quote, middling experience. End quote. And Ars Technica, with the, from the top rope, the the final the final fuck you if you will quote unquote beyond redemption so interestingly enough this article that we're reading from is from kotaku yeah they weren't even given a code that's awesome they were not even given one so well kotaku doesn't deserve a code because they also suck much like much like um this game kotaku yeah. is Beyond Redemption. So, let's talk about this. I've yeah. heard... So, let's preface by saying neither of us have played this. Full disclosure. Yep, that's perfect. Good good point. Neither of us have played it. But, I've heard that the first 30 or so minutes, which served as the preview build that a lot of uh, press people got to play at events, is quite good. Mm-hmm. And after those 30 minutes, you want to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're either not going to make it through the end and just give up, or you're going to get to the end, you're going to turn your game off, you're going to delete it from your console, and that's it. You're not going to have an enjoyable experience. Yeah. So I've watched... I I come at this through two different lenses, and maybe three. One is my reaction. Two is I watched Digital Foundry's review, which is the technical side of it. Right. And I watched Mr. Matty Play's review, which is more of like the gamer gameplay, you know, how I liked it side of it technical side first runs like shit yep unstable frame rate unstable yep. frame pacing it's mm-hmm. all over the place looks yep. like shit runs like shit it's bad yep, yep. and there and it's across every single mode and there's five of them there's five different options there's like a high frame rate mode there's a high there's a high frame rate with a um uh ray tracing there's like a resolution there's all these different kinds of modes and they so all run like terrible terrible to that point, I think that brings you to another reason why this game failed and another reason why it runs so bad is the game was released on last-gen systems and simply upscaled for the newer consoles. Right. Which so it's it, a last-gen game. Which it still runs poorly on. Right. <laughs> which is bad. Right. Um, and they could have easily solved that by doing locked frame rates, two different modes, one favor resolution, one favor frame rate. I know this Very, is I know this is fucking groundbreaking ideas. Elementary. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lock the frame rate at 30, lock the frame rate at 60, put dynamic resolution scaling in there, and whatever else you need to do to get it there. There's no excuse. Right. Especially if you're operating on last-gen hardware as your baseline. No excuse. Okay, and then there's the gameplay side of it. It's bad, it's boring, it's not fun, it's buggy, it's broken, and it's garbage. Is how I would summarize Mr. Matty Play's reviews. And then you have the narrative, which I'm just hearing nothing but awful things about. The, I heard the dialogue is shit. Yeah, unfortunately, what we saw in the trailers where we were like, eh, that's pretty bad, carries over to the game. Right. So I don't know what else to tell you other than I don't want to play this game. I'm really not interested in an open world game that is like this, which is a shame because I really enjoyed this thing for a franchise in the past. And as far as to, you know, answer the question, is it quote unquote beyond saving or beyond redemption? I don't know, because to me, maybe to a lesser extent, this seems like another cyberpunk situation where you are trying to release this game and design it around last gen hardware. And it just 
can't be done anymore. Right. Let's fucking stop worrying about the PS4 and Xbox One. What are we doing? We're years into this next generation. I think the problem is like a lot of people don't have their hands on it, though. The new consoles. I don't fucking care. I know. That's not my fucking problem. I, I'm with you, dude. On I the just... consumer end of it, not my fucking problem. Right. I don't care. Give up. We have not freaking pandered to a previous generation ever this long before in the history of video games. Why are we doing it now? COVID? Fuck you. People don't have the fucking consoles? Fuck you. I'm the consumer. I don't care. That's so, it. I'm going to give them credit for one thing. They didn't pull a cyberpunk bait and switch. This game looked like shit sure. from the very beginning in terms of the themes and the, you know, the writing and just the overall aesthetic. It looked bad. It didn't look like Saints Row. It looked like something else. Yeah, but they doubled like down on it. They did stick to their guns. They doubled down on it. Not only did they double down on it, they released statements like saying like, this is what it is. Right. So kudos for them to them for that. However, they shot themselves in the foot when but they saw the also, reaction. They should have changed the game, but it doesn't excuse the performance stuff either. No, no, I'm not saying it does. I'm just saying in terms of the way the game looks and the disappointing aspects of the game narratively and aesthetically, mm -hmm. at least they owned up to it and it wasn't a bait and switch. It's not like if you were pumped for this game and bought it, you were going to be disappointed because of those things. You knew what it was going into it, mm -hmm. so. But yeah, it does not excuse the poor performance. It does not excuse the poor writing. Um, it's like they didn't even try. And this is supposed to be a reboot of this huge franchise, which maybe it's not as huge as we thought. I don't know. But uh, unfortunately, I think in this case, this is really going to impact sales. Like this is a time yeah. where I feel like the review cycle is really going to impact sales. It already impacted the company's um, stock. It tanked. <laughs> um this is not good, and I think, and I'm probably going to get flack for saying this, but I think Volition is done after this. They're closed. They are owned by Embracer now. Yeah. Um, Embracer has 120-something teams. If your team's not producing, I think you have very short shelf life. Yeah, and I think it's also worth mentioning, too, like, this isn't the first failure in the Saints Row franchise. Right. Uh, Agents of Mayhem right. was a game that also tried to reinvent Saints Row and they just don't understand like you don't have to keep reinventing yourself and I think the transition from Saints Row 3 to 4 is the perfect example of like you didn't change much of anything mm -hmm. and it still did well right. or relatively well right they didn't have to keep going back to the drawing board why would you change it up and make Agents of Mayhem and then why would you after Agents of Mayhem follow it up with a completely different thing than all the other games. It's just mind boggling. Well, they've now had seven years of failures. They're I done. I think they're done. I honestly, I think, I think they're going to be shuttering their doors. Um, this game is going to be free on PlayStation plus on game pass. It'll be $20 in stores. It's going to be in five below. You'll go to five below in two years. It'll be there. Uh, this game is not. This is it. I think it will. Be, I think it's the final nail in Volition's coffin. Unfortunately, because they they were such a. Um, and I'm sure there's obviously there's still talented people there, um, 
and I don't want anybody to lose their jobs. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just telling don't want you, anyone to have the worst day on their job. Yeah, I'm just saying this ain't it. And I think you're going to be done. I think that's it. And I think you're nope. very short leash now, especially with Embracer owning you. I really do. The problem is no amount of patching will, that fixes the performance is going to excuse the poor writing and the poor. It won't even matter. That's the thing game. is it's the gameplay loop is fundamentally flawed, according to a bunch of people, too. Right. You know, I mean, that's the the gameplay, the writing and the performance have been corroborated by several sources. And if it looks like shit, smells like shit. Well, I'm here to tell you, folks, unfortunately, it probably is shit. If it ain't broke, don't fix, don't fix, fix it. But it's broken. They need to fix it. But even when they fix it, I meant the formula. Oh, yeah. If the formula of Saints Row wasn't broke, I mean, there's people that still wanted to go back to Saints Row one and two, which oh, they'll never do that. Um, I actually like that they embrace the the weirdness and the funniness in three and four, and yeah. get out of hell. Those games are fun. I I love those games. I platted them because they're mm-hmm. just ridiculously fun. So yeah, I'm disappointed. I was actually kind of like hoping this would be one that I could pick up on my Steam Deck and play. Ain't happening, dude. Rest in pieces. Rest in pieces is right. All, all right. right, Brett. That's it. It's that's over. all we got for you. It's all ogre. Well, before we leave, I do want to say a couple things. Okay. Number one, thanks for holding it down while I was sick with COVID. Thanks for not dying. I tried, you know, I try that every day to not die. So it was pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, your opinion about House Party was really oh. wrong. Here we go. Forgot about this. I think that you gave up because of the UI and stuff. The game's not optimized for the deck. You got to excuse that. Okay? okay. Maybe when you get your dock, try again on a controller. Okay. I get sucked off on the reg in House Party. Okay. Don't insult that. Game. I just am not really interested. I got to be honest with you. How far did you get? I didn't listen to your whole rant. Uh, maybe I maybe only played. What have like, you done? Not much. Then you don't even know. I kept getting fucking eliminated by that guy. Yeah, because you kept trying to take alcohol. No, 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 no. Then I went upstairs and I tried to do something and I accidentally answered yeah. something wrong and then he beat me up. And then listen, I, you're a save master. You got to save your game. Listen, man, Quick I, only save. Tri- I only tried it for about a half hour, so. Okay, well, you're bad, and your opinion's bad. Maybe one day. Um, Play it on your dock, sw- on your dock deck. I keep calling it a switch. My dick docked? My, your my... switch deck docked. Um, but no, importantly, <laughs> though, what I do want to tell everyone is, number one, we have merch, hapticintel.com slash merch, but more importantly, we have another podcast that we do besides Hapticast. It's called Hapticast Unscripted. It's not this format. It's completely unscripted. We just shoot the shit. It's very funny. Uh, it's available audio only on all audio uh, platforms. So Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all those you know good platforms. Listen to it in the car on your way to work. Listen while you're working. It's a very funny podcast. I have a lot of fun making it with Josh. Uh, and we do put little like five to ten minute previews of each episode up on our YouTube. So YouTube.com slash Haptic Intel. If you're you know not sure, go listen to the previews. If you like what you're listening to, go check it out on those platforms. Don't forget to follow and rate on those platforms. And most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot stress this enough. Please subscribe to us on YouTube and tell your friends. We are five subscribers away from 600. We are so close to hitting 600. And then after 600, we're going to 1,000. So please subscribe and share with your friends. Spread the gospel. 
gospel. The, the spread the gospel, the cult of slick. The cult of slick, exactly. That's it. I don't have anything else to shill. Uh, I'm going to watch wrestling in about a half hour, and I have to eat dinner. I'm very excited for tonight. If you're a wrestling fan, AEW Dynamite <clears throat> on TBS. Big night. Interim title match. John Moxley versus CM Punk. Winner is going to be the true AEW world champion. We have two champs right now. Who's going to be the real champion? I don't know. You just, you just kind of like cut a promo. I'll cut a fucking promo all fucking day. All right. I like it. Um, you have anything else you want to add? No, I think you freaking hit everything perfectly. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, to take up all of that. Why, I just... why, why, are you, why are you apologizing? You you got it. You're good. You're good at this. Have you done this before? That's it. That was the outro bit. <laughs> We're done. That was perfect. Perfect. And I transitioned out of it when you did that. That was good. Oh my god, I'm talking. Fuck, I ruined it. Are you still alive? Are we live? We're live still. We're still live. <laughs> play what again? Dude, play it again. Okay. Wait, now no one can hear you. They just hear me. I'm so confused. <laughs>